Welcome to Long Story Short, a podcast where we review two-sided topics on the minds of college students and condense them into informative, civil, 30-minute conversations in order to create wider campus discussions. On this week's episode of Long Story Short, toxicity in the Pokemon community. Some folks have been in the community from the beginning. With the release of the games, the trading cards, and the show, others have just began showing an interest now, and the rest may know a little bit about Pokemon, but definitely aren't familiar with the franchise. So what is the toxicity in the Pokemon community, and why does it exist? Neil Packer is a freshman here at the U. He uses he, him pronouns and is pre-business and currently working as a marketing database intern. He was obsessed with trading Pokemon cards when he was much younger. He fell in love with Pokemon once again while serving a religious mission in Anaheim, California for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, How involved are you in the Pokemon community? Um, I'm much more involved right now than I'd say I've ever been. Um, it's kind of died off a little bit recently because I just got like caught up in school and everything. And it's really harder to like, I guess, be obsessed with anything right now. Just <laughs> so like fair. going to school full time, like working. I mean, like I'm only working like part time, but like it's still hard to find time to really like do much and like invest a lot of time into my interests and stuff. So like I don't know, but like I'm definitely much more interested in Pokemon like now than I was when I was little, which is kind of funny. That is funny. So do you collect? Do you do the video games? Are you competitive? Where do you see yourself? I I guess I'll throw it back right here. So when I was uh when I was little, I couldn't really play the video games because I mean I just didn't have like a Game Boy or anything. I didn't have any device to actually play the games on. So like I would occasionally watch the cartoons because I didn't have like cable television either. So, like, I would just get to watch them when I went over to my grandma's and stuff. But I started getting some of the little packs for, like, Christmas and for my birthday and stuff and would start trading them with my friends and everything. And honestly, one of my earliest memories is that I traded a freaking Lucario because, like, (laughs) Lucario was brand new. Everybody was was obsessed with Lucario. And I got a hold of a Lucario and I traded him for just, like, these two freaking Pidgeys or whatever. It was stupid. And I was, like, (laughs) I was so disappointed. It's something I look back on. I'm like, man, I was so dumb. But um, nowadays, I'm playing the games. Um, it's nice having a remastered version of Pokemon Di- Brilliant Diamond because now I'm able to actually play a game that I wasn't able to play when I was younger. And it's been awesome having Legends Arceus out because, I mean, I'm able to get introduced into a brand new game. But it's also something that I'm much more interested in now and I understand a lot better because I've been able to like start watching the shows again as they've been released on the streaming services and everything and be able to get caught up with that. But like right now, I'm honestly, I wouldn't say that I just go out and buy a lot of the cards because there's a lot of people that are just buying packs because they want to try to find like the coolest cards or find the ones that are most expensive that they can go and like get minted and sell. But like for me, I'm buying individual cards to try to like bolster my decks (laughs) because I actually got into the card game a couple years ago. Um, Like you mentioned in the bio, I was a 
missionary for my church. And me and some of the other missionaries started getting really into Pokemon while we were there. Because someone just went and bought like a one of the little basic decks from Walmart. And we all just started like realizing like, man, these decks suck. Like we got to freaking like upgrade these things because <laughs> we want to actually like have fun with this. And so we found this card store in Anaheim called Card Addiction. And there's this guy there named Brandon. Brandon's my homie. And Brandon <laughs> was so invested in helping us like make our decks the best that they possibly could be. Like he was always opening his own packs and everything, but he had just had like ridiculous amounts of cards at home. And he like only ever kept like four of each kind. And so he just like would bring in the extras and give them to us for free and whatever. Aww. Like mostly like the smaller ones and stuff. But like we were definitely like helping support the business. I mean, especially during COVID, like you guys support local businesses. But that was just a fun time for us because like we didn't have much free time as missionaries either. We only had our Mondays when we had like the entire day to go to run errands, like hang around, like do whatever. And so we would spend those days going to this card store in Anaheim <laughs> and upgrading our decks and then just spending the nights and our lunch periods like for the rest of the week just battling. It was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm surprised your mission president was like, hey, <laughs> but that's awesome. Shout out to Brandon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Brandon. So why do you think the Pokemon community is seen as toxic? Is it because of the backlash to developers or to the style that each player has? Um, I'd say a lot of the toxicity comes from a lot of the people that started from the beginning. You really kind of see that trend with a lot of the different like fan bases and communities just like across the board. That the people that grew up with those things are kind of like, why are all these new people coming in? They feel like yeah. invaded, I, th I feel like. They feel pressured. And so they kind of want to like flex that they were the ones that were buying the cards, that they were the ones that own like the first gen cards and all this stuff mm -hmm. and like watch the shows in there a little. And so it's almost like they're taking that nostalgia that comes from it and they're kind of gatekeeping the community and like not really letting it be as open as it can be to lots of people. Um, but I think that's one of the best things about like these trading card communities is that you get a wide variety of people. Absolutely. You get people that are buying the cards because they love those characters from the video games that they played and they have no intention of building a deck. You buy people that want to have the art because like there's there's some there's some great art on these cards. And some mm -hmm. of the exclusives and special editions that like they release are they're pretty awesome. And so some people just want that because like I don't know, they think the Pokemon is cute or like they <laughs> loved that character from the show. And so, like, you get a wide variety, and then you obviously get the people that are obsessed with owning every single Pokemon that they can because they just love everything Pokemon. And then you have your deck builders. So you get, like, a wide variety in the community, and I think that's what's great and should be something that I guess would eliminate the toxicity is that you can really have all types of people in the, in the Pokemon community. For sure. So from a card standpoint, how does the selling of Pokemon cards take away from the game aspect? of tabletop does making money and hoarding cards change how pokemon is seen in your opinion um it's something that frustrated me a lot especially getting into it because like um i think i do have an interesting perspective on this because when i was starting to get into building my deck like i didn't have a job i was a missionary i had a like a bi-weekly stipend that i got and it was just 82 dollars so like i had a little bit of personal money that i'd saved up from before my mission and everything but like I wasn't able to just work and work and work and then just blow all my money on Pokemon yeah. cards. Like I had to be particular about where I was spending my money. 
And so that's how it was with my friends too. So it was very frustrating when these cards that we needed for our deck were $16 a piece. Mm. Like um, I run a grass deck and the main card in my deck right now is a tag team of Exeggutor and Rallet. And it's awesome. It's so powerful. And like basically everything just runs around it. And I was waiting so long to get this card because like they just never had it at the card store. And then they did. And it was $8 a piece. And I needed like maybe two like to make my deck like a little more potent. But like I could do one. And so like I bought the one. Well, like I was looking at the price of it like a couple weeks ago and they're like three or four dollars a piece right now. Oh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I would have killed advised them for that much money like a year ago. But I don't know. I think that's something that makes it so hard is that like you with the popularity and the surge in, in prices, it makes it really hard for people to get into the community because all of a sudden, like, I mean, even just for regular old collectors that aren't trying to like build decks or anything like they they just want to be able to have some cards. And then for those of us who are trying to build decks and just play the game, it makes it ridiculously hard and a huge investment to actually like be able to play the game and have fun with it. Yeah, for sure. What do you think at Target? I know specifically there's a hold of you can only take one pack of cards, sometimes two, depending on the store. What do you think about that? I think it's pretty fair just because you walk in and you see like 30 and 40 year olds that like grew up with Pokemon from from the start and they're just trying trying to hoard as many packs as they possibly can because like they got money for it. And <laughs> or I guess they they put that money towards it. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that they have the money for it, but it makes it a lot, a lot harder for the little kids that are wanting to get into it like the ones that do watch the YouTubers that open the packs and everything, and they they want to be able to get in on it too. So I think it's pretty fair that these stores are trying to limit it to make it a little more, I guess, make it an even playing field for, for the broader community. Yeah, absolutely. So just as a last question, how does this community correlate to other gaming or tabletop games, such as Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh? Do you think there's a similar culture? I think so. I think Pokemon's a lot easier to get into than some of these other games. Uh, definitely the mechanics of the, game, of the game are a lot simpler than games like Magic the Gathering. And even Yu-Gi-Oh, who's still simpler than Magic the Gathering, but a little more complex than Pokemon. Uh, my little brother actually is re- really likes to play Magic the Gathering. And he's got this little friend group that he's made up and and they go to like some of the card stores and get into tournaments too and get to meet new people there and everything. And it's been fun to have that connection with him because he's like started getting a little more into Pokemon and he was teaching me how to play Magic the Gathering. And so it's like it's a fun little connection Aww. because you there really are similarities between all of it. Like if you if you're open minded to it, I mean, you do see some people in the communities like there's no way I'm ever going to get into these other <laughs> games or whatever. But it's been something fun for for me and my brother we've been able to find a commonality of we both play trading card games like yeah they're completely different but like at the end of the day they're they're trading cards and so it's been fun to be able to to have that that's awesome maybe you'll like swap your pokemon cards with his magic the gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah seriously (laughs) (laughs) start trading cross trading (laughs) well thank you so much neil and i hope you have a great day yeah thank you you too 
Our second speaker is Jennifer Rogers, a fourth year English major at the U. She uses she, her pronouns, and is a massive fan of Pokemon. She has been playing and collecting cards since she was five years old. Her favorite Pokemon is Gengar and is an avid shiny hunter. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm so good, JJ. Let's get let's get right into it. How involved are you in the Pokemon community? Oh my goodness. I have been involved since I was a child. I've watched the shows. I've collected cards. I've been playing the game since... Honestly, since birth, like my parents had me as a baby give my brother a little, um, gosh, what is it called? It's, well, not a DS. It was like a, yeah, Game Boy. It was a Game Boy color. I have that one. Oh my God. It's one of those like pink Game Boy colors. Since birth, I have given my brother and I've given Pokemon my whole life. So it's really weird. Aww. So do you and your brother have a cool relationship with Pokemon? Yeah, he was the one who got me super started into it. And then I kind of hoarded it from him since he <laughs> went into like Call of Duty. I became like mainly in the games. He would collect the cards. He had Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but then he fell out of it. So I collected them, which I have some pretty old cards. But yeah, we that's, have a good community with that. That's awesome. Beforehand, we were talking a little bit before, guys, mm -hmm. just so you know. <laughs> Uh, you play competitively. Tell me about that. It's honestly really weird. I so I run a ghost type kind of team, and so I I mainly have Gengar, Mimikyu, uh, Duskull, and then I have goodness gracious, it's those are my main ones, and I kind of loop out others. But it's mainly all about just speed and knowing how to organize your team to combat another. Yes, ghost types are pretty weak to a certain. Um, types, but I think running speed and then running trap room is also really fun to just kind of slow and then make other teams faster. But it's really interesting, the competitive, to watch it. I've been watching a lot of Wolfie, who's very into just strategizing. And it's all, it's like the card games, but digital. Like, you have to know your moves. You have to trust yourself. And then you have to kind of have an ability to know what Pokemon is going to get targeted by the other team and know like if they're gonna run a certain move. Like, let's say they're gonna use a fairy type on my Gengar. I have to know and prepare with the protect or be faster. So it's, it's really interesting. And there's a lot of dynamics to just, you have to build the Pokemon. You can't just preset it. You have to yeah. catch it. You have to organize it. You have to get the EVs. You gotta just figure it all out and get the move type. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun, sorry. No, no, that's fantastic. So for those of us mm -hmm. who don't know, how do these competitions work? So it's mainly, I go through like Discord routes where they'll be like, hey, we're having a little competitive going on. You just go online and then you'll have a set date, set time. I know that there was a big community one that you could get these shiny um, variations of the legendary trios. So there was that kind of route. I sadly couldn't join them because it was just timing based, but it's mainly like, you get set up, you play another person, you get the code, and you just have a team of six, and it can be one versus one or two versus two, and it's pretty fun. Honestly, I've, I've won a couple, and I've lost a lot, because there's a lot of people who are a lot better than me, but I, I enjoy playing it. That's awesome. So would you say you're more into collecting the video games or the competition aspect of Pokemon? I would say the video games. I'm an avid shiny hunter. I like the ability to, I mean, in the games, collect it. Though I do physically have cards. I don't 
play that route. I mainly just play the game. Yeah. So do you think there is a toxic aspect of Pokemon competitions? Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of people who try to cheat. There's a lot of people that try to gen Pokemon. And there's a lot of people who are just nasty. They're salty people who will have, like, <laughs> you'll be playing against someone who has a team of all legendaries. And they're just like, I'm going to win. And you just wipe them out with probably, like, a Durant, like, a single Pokemon. It's just people are constantly shitting on you for like the team that you build especially if you're not running the set team which is like the hard hitters the Rhyperior we have the Lucario's we have the Togekiss like those are the main hitters if you're not running them a lot of people just shit on your Pokemon which I'm like they're they're Pokemon like why would (laughs) you they're cute (laughs) creatures that are strong in their own way so a lot of it is just personal people just being like, oh, like you play the games, you don't do this. And it's like, it, it's it's older older generation really getting mean to the younger generation. <laughs> Just some poor old sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or some teens who are really mean. Yeah, fair enough. Um, from a game standpoint, mm-hmm. why is there a divide between players? <sighs> a lot of it is, from my opinion, is like if you cheat or you play the game as it is, which... I really don't think cheating is cheating. If it's in the game, it's in the game. Like um, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, it was poorly executed. Very crappy game, had a lot of glitches and people were constantly finding glitches. And it was fun to do that. It was like yeah. the old school ROM games where you'd just be like hacking into it and you could just duplicate everything that you wanted. You have 99 I mean, Master Balls. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the same story over and over and over again. So why does it matter if you don't play it the right way? And so there'd be a lot of people being like, you're not playing it right. A lot of YouTubers discrediting people who are trying to find ways to just cheat the game, make it fun, kind of overlove your Pokemon. Because what? You're playing the same story, the same gym. You're finding the same people. Maybe there's eight different Pokemon that are there. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love the games. It was just that <laughs> one was a little bit like a too quickly. And then they'd bash on the developers for trying to push the game out early. But... The community wants it early, so it's kind of a back and forth between the players who are like, you're cheating, not cheating, and fighting the developers who are trying to get the game out as soon as possible, but they're not developed well. Yeah, that makes sense. I have to ask, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite game? What's the best Pokemon (sighs) video game? Pokemon Platinum. That is hands down the best. Why? Okay. Um... (laughs) Not only does it follow the trio vibe of Pokemon, like we had Leaf Green, Fire Red, and then, gosh, there was a, the blue one. I know there's a blue one to that one. Or is it with just red, green, and blue? I think it was the old school ones. And then we had, uh, shoot, gosh, why do I, uh, Sapphire, Ruby, Emerald. And then it went on, and you'd have the trios, and then it became just two, which was kind of annoying. But that one overall... <laughs> was just the highest quality of Pokemon. You'd get to play the game, then there's an extra to the game. You'd get uh, Giratina, you'd get to fight Pal... Not Palkia, but you'd get to fight Arceus and actually see the god of Pokemon. It just had a better story overall, and it was faster than um, Diamond and Pearl, graphics-wise. It just had a lot more speed, especially for swimming. I know, I'm very into, like, the graphics level, but I just have to say the quality of the game is a lot better and it's kind of more high demand 
and Cynthia's evil. Cynthia is crazy. Jesus. Like, her team? <laughs> her spirit tomb when you didn't know what a spirit tomb was and you fight it and you're like, Why? it has no weaknesses. Why? <laughs> and that Jen, and you're like, this is awful. And it just Why do I need you. 12 revives? Yeah, no. It, and then just to see it in, like, um, the newest version of uh, Legends of Arceus and have that history of platinum to see it now and have it as, like, ooh, we have our evil man who has the Cynthia build and you're like, oh my gosh, like not again. <laughs> it's just, it's just like classicness that I very much enjoy of Platinum of just like the diversity of Pokemon, but also the story. That is perfect. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, just as a final mm -hmm. question, I also asked Neil this, but how does this community correlate to other gaming or tabletop games? Um, like Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! Do you think there's a similar level of people being toxic or being toxic across borders, if you will? <laughs> I think so. I mean, honestly, from the game version, there's it, it's like you get to hide behind another face and then you can project whatever you want. It's like any online game, like let's say Fortnite. You could say for anything. Like even Magic the Gathering, I know there's some online version i don't know what it's, it's like stone something stone heart or heart hearthstone that's what it is but i feel like it's any game that you're competitive or you're playing against people or you're just doing something in a sense people are going to backlash you for anything that's just how every community is i've noticed it in just a lot of games a lot of games like Call of Duty. We can say it against for everything, but for those specific <laughs> fantasy games where you're collecting and enjoying just characters, I feel like there is some high toxicity against that. But overall, positive. Most of the time, yeah. Most <laughs> of the time, you get the right people, and then it's positive. If you get the wrong people, it's negative. I mean, I think that could be said for everything. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Thanks so much, JJ. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoy talking about Pokemon. <laughs> Hey everyone, we're here with our panel. The questions for today are name, pronouns, major, year, and of course, what is your favorite Pokemon? So Riley Atkinson, she, her, hers. I am a Peace and Conflict Studies and Sociology third year. And my favorite Pokemon, oh, it's like picking your favorite child. Mm -hmm. That's You have one, but you don't want to admit it. So I got to go Mudkip. I love uh, Mudkip. Mudkip's a classic. Right. I'm Jennifer Rogers, JJ Rogers. I go by she, her. I am a fourth year English major and my favorite Pokemon. I did say it already, Gengar, but let's say my favorite all-time baby one has to be Wooper. Quagsire doesn't exist to me. Wooper's oh. a god. We'll have to get it. Boo. No. <laughs> Don't <laughs> argue with Quagsire. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Uh, my Parker. Uh, I'm a third-year film and media arts major. I am going by he, they pronouns. Woo -woo. And my favorite Pokemon is that boy, Star Raptor. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Very pretty. <laughs> I'm Ben Moore. I use he, him, his pronouns. I'm a third year political science and peace and conflict studies major. And I'd have to say that my favorite Pokemon is Lucario. Ooh, Ooh. classic. Love it. I respect it. Um, I'm Neil Packer. I use he, him, his pronouns. I'm a first year studying pre-business right now. I'd say my favorite Pokemon, man, I'm going to have to do a tie. It's just like... The Vulpix, Ninetales Evolution. Ooh, I yes. love both of those. But the regular or the Alolan? Alolan, yeah. 
Oh man, why'd you even bring that up? I'd say Alolan. What? (laughs) Nah. And then honestly, it's a tie with Grookey too. I love Grookey. Grookey's so cute. (laughs) Uh, All right, I'm Maya Harris. I use they, them pronouns. I'm in my third year studying history and political science, and my favorite Pokemon is Cubone. Maya, did you play the games? I have never played the games. So you don't know how tragic that <laughs> yeah, backstory is. I know the backstory. I know the backstory. God damn, I cry every time. <laughs> it's really sad. I know the backstory. People don't worry. People who don't know Pokemon, I'm sorry. This is just going to get so nerdy just so fast. I, listen, yeah. I'll just be just sitting here. I can, yeah. I can just uh, I can translate. <laughs> start with Arceus it's really simple and then it's you know you sad. can go into the other is that ones. the open world one they just yeah. released I mean yeah. it's okay. so nice my brother's been telling yeah. me about it it's dude a, oh my god great. playing it I got so <laughs> raged every time I was like god damn it but that's just me <laughs> I think I've talked to Riley and Neil about this that we all have it and we have only played like an hour at most yeah, yeah. I have I'm, about 300 hours and I'm doing a shiny deck <laughs> and like a live shiny deck so I'm like how do you have time for that with school? <laughs> I know school. I'm a fourth work. year. I have like three classes, <laughs> and all of them I'm already ahead, and I'm just like, and I don't <laughs> sleep, so I don't sleep. So JJ breathes the Pokemon soundtrack. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I know the sound of a shiny Pokemon with my eyes closed, so I literally be like snapping my head to be like, oh. <laughs> closing my eyes but playing. Yeah. Can I shout out Shiny Toucanon real quick? He's got the pie flag on his beak. It's great. It's adorable. Inclusivity. We, we love, love to see it. Okay, let's get into the meat of this. Toxic environments in Pokemon. What do we think? Oh, I want to get started on this one. Logan <laughs> Paul. <laughs> we were talking about him before we started filming. and We were like, wait, we got to start filming first. We can't get into this right now. <laughs> yeah, I have zero gratitude for him right now. <sighs> I mean, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier just about like how hard it is to buy cards right now and just because the prices are through the roof, it's pretty much his fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all I'm really going to say about it. I mean, it. is there anything good about Logan Paul in general? Though? No. So <laughs> Ever since the Wait, dead Logan, body incident Logan even Paul's before? Logan the reason for God, the high no. gas prices? <laughs> I would say yeah. He did it. He's the one for the gas. It's prices. Logan Paul, not Joe Biden, no. not Vladimir Putin. No one. Logan yeah, Paul. The price, the not price of that gas Paul. Yeah. Had a, had a trick on gas prices too. No, not really. I just I, I feel so ashamed that he's like flaunting it like it's on like a necklace and everything, and it's just such a precious card. And mm-hmm. it's the isn't it the illustrator a Pikachu? And it's like that with the little paintbrush, and it's yeah. such a rare, passionate card. I'm like Dude, I don't care what you look like. You look like every white boy in this world. Like, who gives a shit? Like, that card is precious to people who grew up with Pokemon. Yes. Like, give it give it that respect. I'm just saying. Like, I don't think he even plays Pokemon. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't think, he, I don't think he can name any line of Pokemon. I'm just saying. And just saying. I, I used to work at Walmart, and we always got a shipment of cards every single Friday at noon. The vendor came in, dropped them off. And every single week, because of this man, there's a lineup of, mm-hmm. I mean, I would assume they're around 30-ish or older, um, about 12 people, and within 10 minutes, every single card was gone. Yeah. Every single week. Mm-hmm. It's and, so frustrating. Yeah, and especially like during the holidays, I would constantly have parents and kids come up and say, hey, do you guys have any Pokemon cards? And I'm like... We never do. Yeah. It hurt. 
It does hurt. Yeah. I remember this is this is silly, but I gave all of my Pokemon cards to my younger brother at a certain point in life because I was like, I'm gonna grow out of it. And now <laughs> here I am, 21 years old, and Bino and I just went and bought a whole bunch of Pokemon cards. But that is beside the point. We're we go to game stores to get them. Mm -hmm. Kids don't typically go. Exactly, <laughs> but I mean. As a 21-year-old adult, it's so hard to get back into it because my collection is small mm -hmm. and where do I get where do I get them anymore? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to be that person who takes it away from kids. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm like I it, will. It's very <laughs> I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that's the toxic nature of Pokémon. <laughs> there we go. JJ it's me. I'm the toxic culture. Like fuck these kids. I'm getting the free cards. <laughs> um, I think that's like where a lot of these adults are like looking is the, the, the nostalgic trip of like opening the pack because like wow. it is so nostalgic so yeah. and that's something that the kids love too. Yeah. I mean, let's be let's be real. Pokemon's made for kids. Like first and foremost, yeah. it's just like George Lucas of Star Wars. George Lucas made Star Wars for kids, right? Mm -hmm. We are nostalgic creatures and we love things that remind us of of the happiness and the joy that we had when we, when we were little. And so like. I think that's where a lot of it's going right now is everybody wants to open those packs. Like, in all honesty, the best way to buy cards is just go to a card store, mm -hmm. go online. Like, literally, there's any way that you can, like, buy the exact cards that you want. I mean, obviously, aside from the ones that have just, like, shot through the roof, mm -hmm. like, yeah. price-wise. But, like, you can pretty much, like, buy cards for reasonable, more reasonable prices mm -hmm. and have half of the hassle of trying to find packs at stores. Yeah. I pre-ordered a big box of Yu-Gi-Oh! just like a month ago. It made me so happy, but I, I ordered it online. Mm -hmm. It's not taken away from any kids. Not that kids care about Yu-Gi-Oh! No, no. no one cares true. about Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore. Yeah, what is Yu -Oh? I'm sad about that. Sorry, Bino. I actually have a very interesting story because I have like, I used to have a very old, like not like super old, but I'd say like 2005, 2006 pack that was like mint condition and no one has opened it. Sold it for like two, no, it was five, it was $500. I remember. And then someone opened it. There was no good cards in it. But I remember like <laughs> my brother and I were like, oh, we're getting money off of it. And I was like, wow, now I understand I'm that, I was that person like a couple of years ago being like, I'll just get the money out of it and not enjoying the cards for the cards and to open it like for the sake of it. Dude, like, it, like three I have to say, three days ago, I opened a pack of cards, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I did it. And then I got a good card, and I was like, oh, I don't even know what the worth is. It's just pretty. And I was like, ah, oh, so nice. Pretty cards. They just make me happy. I got a really chubby Squirtle Pokemon <gasps> card. Oh, my cute. gosh. It just made me so happy. Also, there's a Snubble that I recently got that's pulling, like, a tablecloth off and he has flowers shattered like the vase I on the ground. Him. It's so he's like cute. A cat. Imagine exactly. being he's like, like the artist dog. that creates Pokemon cards. That would be the best <clears throat> job ever. So I mean this is this has been established that I work with kids. Mm -hmm. Um and right now we uh we took away their technology privileges because they were being terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I hate them. So <laughs> we 
they've been really into Pokemon lately, like really, really into Pokemon. And we have this one kid who's like, oh, you guys have this card. Like I could sell it for this, this much money. Can I take it home? And I'm like, no, no. they're for playing with. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun. this is a public yeah. community yeah. program. Well, and you want to take this card home hustle. and sell it yeah. for money? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I was at that age, I I'm like, I'm like, card. you're 12. <laughs> what are hey, you doing? I agree. I agree. <laughs> it's a good start. I guess, but that's kind of where that toxicity comes is money. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Like the sense yep. that if you have a good Woo. card, like people will take it from you. And I know from my brother, he's taken all my old cards because he's like, let me see if I can get, let me see if I can take some money off that. And I'm like, no. I'm like, that's my dark right X that I got when I was like 13. Love dark gray. And now I'm sad because he's graded it and it's pretty high. And now it's like, probably going to sell it and I'm not going to get the money but mm, you know what yeah no no I'm very, I'm I would be bitter weird men weird you, brothers you should get the money I know I'm, I I always it. think about it. I'm like now I have but the thing is we traded it off like I got a very high oh, okay. money value so card yeah okay but I I just it's just so interesting to be like from childhood these cards that were gifted to me and now being like valued and then yeah. sold and it's just like weird well so okay so for the people who don't necessarily know uh which may or may not be me hmm. what makes these cards expensive oh honestly <laughs> okay can i just say i have a japanese fat pikachu card and mm-hmm. it's like really nice so is it like the art or it, like the quality the, of the card well, it's like, how old it is ooh, oh and it's it. it's no longer in service and so that's why people want it is because it's limited edition it's okay yeah. and there were rare ones and like each individual pack is like there's a list of it's cards you can get and some of them it's only like one in a hundred packs will have yep. it and so huh. And so they'll have like two Starlies yeah. in one pack. And one of them will have like first edition on all. They have like yeah. certain Sigmas. There's hologram ones. I mean, there's certain colored ones that you're like, ooh, this is super rare because it's not like the standard card image. And then there's the old school packs from like 1996 that are like. They're all like yeah, expensive. Yeah, super goddamn expensive yeah. because they don't make them anymore. And so that's why people are really into that is just because. There's one, like, there's the United States ones, and then there's the, Japan, the Japanese ones where it's, like, super expensive. Interesting. Oh, like yeah. a luxury item. Yeah. Interesting. Totally. Well, and I think it's made more of a luxury, just the sentiment attached mm-hmm. with it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's un- obviously been a common theme so far, but, like, I mean, you look at supply and demand, and obviously there's high demand for those things because people care about that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. There's lots of feelings attached. It's, it's the people that gave them those cards. It's how old they were when they received them. It's all there's lots of different feelings and memories surrounding them. Mm-hmm. And that's just like that just drives the demand up so high. And it's honestly really cool. And it's awesome to see art being appreciated so much like that. Um, obviously, like we there are other discussions that we can have about modern art <laughs> and supply and demand with that. But That'd like be a cool episode. Totally. Like yeah. NFTs versus Pokemon. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs cringe Pokemon based. Oh. <laughs> Let's end it there. Yeah. <laughs> NFTs. Ugh. There we go. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Go play Pokemon. Yeah. If you're JJ. Play Arceus. That is the best one us. to enter into <laughs> because it's literally like Trading every other canceled. open world game, oh, yeah. but nicer and has Pokemon. They're cute. Right. And overworld shinies. Start shiny hunting. (laughs) All right. Well, the end. See you in two weeks.
That's been a long story made short. Thank you for listening. Long Story Short is an affiliate of Our Stories, UCAS, and University of Utah Student Media. Please make sure to visit our social media accounts at our.stories with a one on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and soon to be TikTok.